So yes, yeah, so the last thing we did was we finished up Tzadi Aleph Sif Beis that it talked about um, it described dealing with basically Kalim because it talked about how if you have contact between two cold items like cold meat and cold milk a cold cheese, you have to rinse it off then the Shulchan Aruch talked about what if you need something that needs to be rinsed it off then you shouldn't do it L'Chachila. What's an example? Using a non-kosher pot non-kosher dish, meaning a non-kosher plate if you put salad in a non-kosher plate, you have to rinse off the salad, so don't do it l'chachila. Which led us down to this rabbit hole of like, why do I need that? Very long shach, where the shach basically says, if everything is clean, there's no need to rinse it off. The Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah were referring to situations where you don't know whether it's clean. So if let's say you have that someone put, uh, you know, pudding in a, in a bowl, so why would the Shulchan Aruch say it's a problem because you have to rinse off the pudding? It's tough to rinse off. It's probably not a good example. But the other someone saying, well, why is that? So it says the Shach, because the Shulchan Aruch was talking about Stam Kalim back then was not very clean. If you know that it's clean, then what's the problem if it's cold? If, it's a cry. You can't do it frequently. And Cheres is a problem, even infrequently, and even if it's clean. We're Machmer by Cheres. So we said, Lahalacha, practically it means is that if you go into a non-kosher restaurant, and they bring you out a fruit or a salad, they want to put a salad on the plate, if it's cheres, you can't do it, even if it's cold, and even if it's once in a while, it's a problem. If it's not cheres, let's say it's metal, it's a metal bowl, whatever it is, then if it's super clean, and it's every once in a while, and it's cold, it should be, uh, it should be okay. So the last time, I was in ten and a half years ago, <laughs> you mentioned the Yibbenish Chayet Chuvus Rav Poland, um, about storing um, milk and meat together, um, where they're touching, and the concern that Benishchai's um, concern was that people will forget. Yeah, and that's a line with this machaber here. Question about whether you have to rinse something off right away or can wait. Oh, interesting. Well, this also probably there's a, there's a whole discussion if you have treif kalim, do you have to cash it? That's why I'm raising it because this happens in every household. Yeah, you treif a fork, you treif a this. So. You were discussing whether or not you have to kosher right away, so, or whether you can put it off. So the, the truth is, so I remember it was in the back of here. So in Simon Sadi Aleph, in the back, they have, sorry, they have that shaila. They said like this: Davar Hatoyin Hadocha VeKlish Hatoyin Hagola Imtzarich LeMaher LaDiach LaHago VeKlilashes. He says Klish Nivul BaYisur VeTan Hagola Kasa Prima Godim SheMutol Ashoyse BaYis Bolilish Namishboy. This is a natural fear. It's not a good idea, but it's not also. But he says, but because of Meaning, this is a rare case where. We, we had this already uh, similar with the Sheet of the Shach in Simon uh, Pei, Peiches. Right? Peiches dealt with the laws of on the same table. Right? On the same table, having Milchik and Fleishik. So it's a major issue, unless you have whatever, you Simon, whatever it is. But the Shach is a very, very long Shach. We learned it together that he says that that's only true for Milchik and Fleishik. But kosher and non-kosher is fine. So it's counterintuitive. Kosher and non-kosher should be even worse. The answer is Adam Baidl Mimenu. And if it is a natural... Fear, so too he's saying over here. Oh, if you have, let's say, a situation where you put cheese and meat together and they touched, 
So you have to rinse it off. You got to rinse it off right away. But if you have a non-kosher dish, you technically keep it in the house a little bit longer. Again, it's not a good idea, but it's not oser. I it should be even worse. And it says, oh, then the men. There's a natural fear fear for, uh, for, uh, for that, and therefore we're not concerned that you'll come to use it together. So rinsing right away is still better than nothing. I mean, you can kosher it. You have to rinse it right away. I'm saying that you would, it would, it would, it would, it would have a trafer situation. What's the rinsing going to do? What do you think? There's nothing. I'm talking about if you have milk and meat that touched, right. that, you, that needs hadacha, even though hadacha is not the most severe thing in the world, but if you need hadacha, you need to do it right away. It's dafka because it's not so severe that it may lead to problematic issues. But something that requires hagala, which is uh, very severe, that's uh, dafka because it's so severe, it's like kalkaltem zetakantem, you know what I mean? So, okay, let's do the Shulchan Aruch and Gimel, yeah? You have to make sure that meat does not touch bread. Because if it does, you might come to eat the bread with, uh, with dairy. We've talked about cutting up the challah on the Shabbos table. Correct. You would this is even worse. This is where it actually touched each other. That, that was more of a concern. This is where Mamish touched it. That's a major issue. Opposite concern, and he says um, in in Dalid, the Shach says beloy hadacha that we're concerned that you'll put cheese on the bread without rinsing it off. Okay, fine. Now, now let's start the mechaber in Dalid. Basar v'cholav roischin. You have meat and milk that are hot. Shenesar v'yachad, and they get mixed in together. This is, I think, we're going to be going down the rabbit hole of Tatagovar, different uh, temperatures uh, meeting. So this is a case where I have a pot of uh, chulant on the on the fire, and cheese falls in. They're both hot. That is for sure flavor being transported, and you need shishim. And even if cold dairy falls into hot a hot pot, it's a problem. So which, I, which wins? The hot or the cold? Exactly. So, so you have the bottom one is hot, and then dairy falls in. We don't say that, you could look at it two ways. You could say that the heat, the meat on the bottom that's hot, Heats up the dairy, or you could say that the dairy cools off the meat. The halach is you go with the bottom one. Tato gava. So there's a very famous sheet of the Aruch Hashulchan. The Aruch Hashulchan has a very interesting problem. He says, shouldn't size be significant? The quote over there probably did. No, you made a big point. No, it's not a science question. Oh, oh, so, so because it's science. It, it, it the no, so I think the Aruch Hashulchan kind of goes down with the science thing because he says the Aruch Hashulchan says like this: shouldn't it be contingent on size? Meaning, I have a giant pancake that's cold, falling on a small, like a 10-ounce pancake, falling on a 1-ounce hot whatever, I mean, you say tatagavar, but like, it makes more sense that you go with size. So the Arachashulchan says, you're right. Tatagavar only applies when they're the both same size. But if one of them is a bigger size, then that will actually overrule tatagavar potentially. That's the sheet of Arachashulchan. Okay, but we'll see. So, so you spent a lot of time with this the last time. Oh, yeah? 
had your own questions that bothered you. <laughs> <laughs> Eve, little faith. Uh, those questions so, are uh, those questions don't bother me anymore. No. So first you talked about the different temperatures. Where Moshe was one ten to one sixty degrees, and Rishon was on one twenty. But what you were bothered by? Oh, because it's a pischei tshuva, right? Yeah. says, "No, it's not over here." Pischei is coming up. At some point, the pischei tshuva deals with um, temperatures. We'll get to it. At some point, the pischei tshuva deals with it. So whether hot or cold meat fall into into hot milk, bottom line is. Now, Correct. your question was about Kli Shlishi. You're bothered by Tysus Samach Bey Zomid Bey's in Shabbos. Yeah, I'm still bothered by that. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Tysus Kasha, right? The Kasha is why exactly does Kli Shani. What does it all help? What does it help? Because if, if you have an item, right, let's say, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Yatsala, this is, let's say, according to Ramesha, according to Shlom it's 120. Moshe is one ten to one six. Moshe is one twenty. Boiling temperature is two twelve. You take boiling hot food, pour it into a second kli. All of a sudden, all it's cliche. It's not mavlia, not mafli. It's unlikely that in that moment it goes down from two twelve to under one twenty. So Tysus is bothered by this kasha. So Tysus says, yeah, because the walls are cold and therefore it won't retain heat. Now that's true. Yes, it it will drop in temperature. But not fast enough, and then the kasha is you have Ramosha who says that klishlishi is eeshel avashel, like like what? What do you mean? You go two twelve and then you pour into three cups. The third cup, yes, it will it will it will not be as warm, but it's not still below yatzalatus. So when it comes to Shabbos, I asked a lot of about at the time. I never really got a good answer. I think when it comes to Shabbos, you could argue. When it comes to Shabbos, it doesn't bother me as much because Shabbos is. Melech Machshavis, and it has to be derech. It has to be in the normal way. So it's it could be attacking the cliche. So no, but I'm saying, but it could be. It could be. But when it comes to Shabbos, where the iser is to do it, the iser is not necessarily cooking. The iser is right. If you cook in 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 R, right? You take you take an egg and you hold it up in the sun. I'm not talking about something heated up by the sun. In the sun itself, right? You just hold it up. Mutter on Shabbos, You heat up. In a frying pan that's solar paneled heat, also derabana. You heat up in a frying pan that's in the fire, so it's ash is deraisa, toldas cham is derabana, cham is mutter. What's the difference? It's the same egg, it's the same result. So Rashi says, because when the Torah asked it, it asked it in the most common application. Cooking in chama is not normal, so it's not asr. Toldas chama is also not normal, but it looks. It's it's already it's already heating up in a frying pan that's that is that is heated up by a heat source. So okay, it's close enough that Chazal are like, listen, you're gonna start using solar panels. You might come to use uh, fire. Okay, fine, shine. So when it comes to Isser Shabbos, Chamit or whatever this Chashbain is, it has to be normal. So I could argue that if you heat up in a klisheni, which is not normal to do a klisheni, it's not a surprise. The problem is. That klisheni, as we're going to see later on, according to the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch Shita, the klisheni is not not mavlia and not mavla, Meaning, klisheni will not transfer heat, transfer flavor when it comes to kosher and non kosher and milk and meat. It's a Shulchan Aruch's mechav shita. Now we we don't hold that way. I got you an example. It, according to the Shulchan Aruch, it is incredibly hard to find like 
whenever you have a, a situation where they say, oh, uh, someone just called me this, uh, someone called me this last night, they had a Shiloh, where they, they used a fleshic frying pan, fleshic knife, cut fleshic onions, stirred everything, stirred, but they stirred the onions with a milchic spatula. Okay. So I said like this, first question, because normally you ask 24 hours, 24 hours don't matter by onions, it doesn't make a difference. So I asked, when you stirred the spatula, were the onions already caramelized? Because if the onions were caramelized, so then they won't, they're not sharp anymore, they won't suck out the flavor of the spatula, and if the spatula wasn't used in 24 hours, it'll be fine. She says, she doesn't know. It's okay, so you have to assume that, that maybe the onions were sharp. If the onions are sharp, then it pulls out the flavor of the meat, pulls out the spatula and the dairy, it's all a big problem. So I asked, how did, how, did, how did the spatula become like milk? You call the spatula milk, how did it become milk? According to the Mechaber, you'll almost never have a, like a fork or a knife that's actually Bissari or actually Chalavi. Because according to the Mechaber, Klisheni is not enough. It would have to be Klisheni. Are you going to say, isn't there a concept when it comes to Shabbos of a Dover Gush? Right? We're familiar with this concept of Dover Gush, that when you have something that's a solid, the walls itself are hot, right? You have a big potato. Baked potato, you could take into Klirishin, Klisheni, Klishishi, Kirvi, Klirishin, Davagosh. The Shulchan Aruch, <coughs> the Shulchan Aruch doesn't believe in Davagosh. That wasn't the Shulchan Aruch's opinion. That was the opinion of the Rishayin quoted by the Shach. The Shulchan Aruch doesn't believe in that. So according to Shulchan Aruch, how often for you to have a fleshic fork, that would mean that you stuck the fork into the Klirishin while it's Oymed ala ish. How rare! It's very rare. Most times, it's, it's not a common occurrence. So my, you know, so, so according to the mechaber, kli, kli, so according to the mechaber, you tell me kli sheni is not doesn't transfer flavor. Why? When it comes to Shabbos, you could say the normal occurrence, but when it comes to bas b'chalav, it is or it's not. You understand? So that question that I had, I, I still, I still hold. Up. I, don't, I don't I haven't gotten an answer. Um, should we go a little wider? Sure. We'll finish the Mechaber and maybe we'll do the Shachs next time. So the Shulchan Aruch says, Basar v'chalav roischen shenesar v'yachad, afilu basar tzayin l'techalav reseich, v'chalav tzayin l'techalav basar reseich, hakol asr, v'shum t'atatogav, the bottom one wins. Avalchalav roiseich shenafal basar tzayin, you have hot milk that's pouring on cold meat, oi basar roiseich shenafal techalav tzayin, or if you have hot meat that falls into cold dairy, halach is... So the bottom one is cold. What does that mean? It's not, you don't need shishim, but meaning as it's cooling off, the bottom one wins, the bottom one is cooling off the top, but as it cools it off, it gets a klipa of iser. So So you just need klipa. Slight penetration, easier to kasher. Yeah. Let's say you didn't do klipa, meaning you were supposed. Or I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. You have hot meat, hot meat juice that's pouring into cold milk. Right, so the cold milk wins. But this klipa, right? You do klipa on liquid. You can't. So it's like a bidiyev and matzav already. So what happens when klipa 
is not done or cannot be done. Zak the Rama Muter b'diavad. Now we'll see. Very long taz, very long shach. Pischei tshuva kotz magan Avram. Not so pashit because there are implications that klita b'diavad is a problem. So the shach talks about maybe not all klipas are created equal. There's klipas of chumras. There's klipas of meikaradin. We'll deal with this next time. Vahachalav muter kuloi. And the Cholov is Mutter. If everything's cold, then you just rinse it off and you're Mutter. So if it's hot, you go with the bottom temperature. If the bottom temperature is hot, you need Shishim. If the bottom temperature is cold, you need Klipa. And if they're both cold, then you just rinse it off and uh, then it's completely fine. Bottom hot, you need Shishim. Bottom cold, you need Klipa. And if clip is not possible, it's fine. And if they're both cold, you just rinse it off. That's the basic guidelines of the Shulchan Aruch. And uh, next time we'll uh, we'll go through the details of this uh, shach. Yeah.